Extreme Anime Radio. Twenty-four to all of you. Welcome to the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast, the first of the new year. Not the first stream of the new year, just the first podcast of the new year. Really excited you can join us for Season 9. I'm JR, and uh, on the other side of the wall there is the Canadian Bills fan, Mr. Neff Canuck. Happy New Year, sir. Happy New Year to you, sir. Yes, as I like to say, I'm part of the Canadian Bills Mafia. We don't use guns, we just use words. Yeah. More or less. <laughs> well, uh, thanks so much for joining us here. Weren't sure if we were going to do a podcast this week. Uh, it all hinged on what happened yesterday because uh, I dropped little bits and pieces over the last few weeks. But now that I'm out of it, I can, well, not out of it. Uh, in my mind, but no, um, I'm out of jury duty. That's the reason why things were, uh, oh, we have a raid. Hello, raid. Liz is raiding our stream. How about that? Happy new year, Liz. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. If you are listening to us right now on the podcast realm, you have no idea what we're talking about, then you might want to watch our video replay or watch us live. Uh, Twitch.tv forward slash Extreme Anime Radio. You can also watch our replays on YouTube. And of course, if you're watching us, you want to listen to us and not see all these raids and not see all these crochet hearts bouncing on the screen. Uh, you can go to the podcast room on Spotify uh, through Anchor, anchor.fm forward slash anime radio. Uh, so what are we talking about, Neff? Uh, I think you lost me at the crochet crochet yarn bits floating around the screen. It's just like, well, well. well look at this. Now we have all the emote explosions. Liz is really uh, the throwing things in for the new year. How about that? I was going to say she's bringing in the new year with a bang. <laughs> so um, anyway, yes, jury duty. That's what I was on, jury duty. Um, jury duty, uh, one of our civic obligations here, as I'm sure it is where you are. And, uh, yes, we have to serve by law. We're not supposed to be called, uh, until six years after our previous service. Although it's been like 10 years since I was last called to jury duty in my home County. And, um, yes. So we have a nice big crowded room show up and, uh, 
Then they call two or three different groups. And then by that point, I'm still in the room. And uh, there's like maybe just a handful of people left. And so um, I thought it was going to get out early because I thought I heard my name. And apparently there was somebody... There was somebody in the jury room with a last name similar to mine. Same first name and a similar sounding last name. So when they called that name, me and one other person went here. And like, what? <laughs> okay, we have to sort this out with the spelling. Yeah, no, you didn't get called. Sit down. And that was the only time when I got some looks in the room. Well, I mean, it could have been worse, I suppose. <laughs> I just laughed. You, you you had to go through that, and I'm going, except technically, I won't have to go through that as long as I have a paralegal license, so I'm just going to make sure and keep renewing that until I hit 65. Thank you very much. Oh, man, so that you get an exemption. Well, you see, I think, sadly, they don't want jurors who really know how to understand the law all that well because we'll get, you know hung up on the technicalities of things. I see. As opposed to, you know, here are the here's the facts, here's the evidence, guilty or innocent. Mm. Oh. Um, so yes, uh, well, first group, which was the same group where I thought I heard my name but didn't, got dismissed. Second group got uh, sent to a, jur um, to a courtroom. Third group got dismissed and then my group, after watching most of the prices right, which they put up there, um, I get dismissed. So I think that's the fastest I've been dismissed from jury duty in like the four or five times I've gone. Okay, so you can't bring anything into the room except, you know, like books, I'm assuming. Oh, electronic but devices are okay as long as you don't use them when they're... When you're in the jury room, you're allowed to use electronic devices. you got to keep them on silent mode. Um, they used to be more restricted about that a long time ago, but then they're like, okay, yeah, we got to evolve with the times. Now you just got to, you're not allowed to use them when they're actually doing jury selection in the room. Okay. I, I don't know what the rules are in Ontario recently. Maybe they've, maybe they've gotten a little, you know, smarter about that because I'm just going to myself going, if you expect me to sit in a room with no electronic devices and my only source of entertainment is the price is right. <laughs> That would have worked when I was 12. I ain't 12 anymore. <laughs> they, they, just, they just turn on television, local CBS, and they turn it off when they draw names. That's, that's the drill they do there. And uh, the courthouse I went to is the civil courthouse, and they didn't call too many names for Tuesday. I think for today they called a lot more names to the civil courthouse and to the criminal courthouse. So, um, but anyway, yes, uh, Jury duty done. Um, the only caveat is they told me that apparently after two years, I could be summoned to federal jury service. And that's something if, you know, that randomly happens, I'm going to cringe. And that, that was something that actually my sister went through many years back. She was summoned as a federal juror. And there was a, I don't know if this is something I mentioned on the podcast before, there was a big uh, there was a big case happening in New York City, big criminal case, and it was uh, being um, adjudicated in federal court uh, instead of the state supreme court for some reason. 
and my sister got summoned. And when she got to the courthouse, this is back before the days of you can fill out these questionnaires online. She said it was like a 50 page questionnaire she had to fill out and answer questions to while she was in the jury room. Yikes. Now, I, when you said federal New York, I'm going, there's a fa fairly infamous former quasi former resident of New York State that may or may not have to deal with federal charges at some point in two years time. Who knows? Are you talking about uh, the guy with the orange chair? I was going to say, yeah, the orange Opalumpa. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, anywho, um, so yes, I'm done with that. And then how are we going to celebrate, of course, here in Extreme Anime Radio on Twitch by continuing Ace Attorney? And by the way, uh, the countdown continues. Two weeks until Apollo Justice, also two weeks until Neff's birthday, and my mother's birthday for that matter. Mm, yes, I've already made plans. I've got the days off of work because it's like, okay, I've got a hockey game to go to on the 24th. 25th, the car gets looked at, and the 26th is probably, probably, you know, me getting yanked, electrocuted, and fried in my weekly dose of pain. <laughs> so, uh, probably that week, uh, the day after your birthday, we will uh, we'll dive into Apollo Justice, I think. But, uh, yes, uh, we are here. Um, a rough 2024, if you're in Japan... Uh, this is our first podcast, I believe, since the events that happened in Japan at the start of the year. We had a big earthquake in the Noto Peninsula, so I want to say like uh, western Japan along the northern coast, like the Sea of Japan there. Um, dozens uh, deceased, unfortunately, and they're still uh, doing recovery work over there. And then... Uh, the day after that, you have the incident at Haneda Airport involving the um, the Coast Guard plane and the Japan Airlines A350. Five of the six passengers... No, not, there weren't passengers. They're members of the Japanese Coast Guard, I apologize. Five of the six Coast Guard uh, members passed away in that incident. Meanwhile, the A350 uh, designed in the domestic configuration for Japan Airlines to carry, I believe, over 350 passengers, and they all evacuated safely. Well, um, at least there was, you know, they they managed to come out unscathed, more or less, and then, but it's like, oh, that's a, that's, they say bad things come in threes, so that was two. Let's hope three doesn't come along for the rest of the year. Thank you very much. Yeah, Exactly. Um, so our thoughts, everybody in Japan, I checked, uh, with, uh, the people I know in Japan, just in case, most of which were, you know, away from, you know, the, the entire situation, but I have a friend of mine, actually, Brie and I visited, uh, last time we went, can you believe it's, wow, almost a year, Brie, since we went to Japan, wow, uh, but no, uh, our friend Akiko, who lives in, um, in a suburb of Nagoya, um, not too far from Noto Peninsula. Uh, she felt uh, the earthquake and she's okay. So I've been in touch with her and she actually sent me a New Year's greetings card in the mail. So I'll have to, uh, return the favor here at some point. Uh, but yeah, um, 
we have uh you know, hopefully uh we'll look for some good news from japan as things go forward um sumo starting uh this weekend there's one thing oh yes that's right it's like the start of the new season so to speak yes Meanwhile, in the uh, National Football League, it's the end of a very interesting season. And uh, yes, it's been several days of uh, Black Monday. Black Monday has been extended all week. And apparently uh, we have uh, Pete Carroll uh, transitioning from head coaching duties. Well, given his age, I'm not surprised because he's 73, I think he is. Oh, yeah. And if you're 73 and you're trying to run a football game in in real time mm. and it's not Madden, yikes. Yeah, but I, I have to say he was a, one of the more animated coaches I've seen, always rooting for his team whenever they did good plays and whatnot. So, Oh, yeah, he, he was basically the antithesis of um, he who will be soon leaving New England, whether it's by choice or by force, we don't know yet. But Darth Hoodie is gone from New England, at least as the coach. <laughs> no, uh, fall of uh, some pretty good people. And then you have the uh, Atlanta Falcons coach was a hole in a can of worms. Well, it's funny you mentioned that because, honestly, I, I didn't know what he was expected to do with what he had. I mean, I, I mean, it's one thing for a coach who has a decent roster to utterly fail, and then, yeah, you're like, okay, get it out of town. We'll right. get the next one in. But when you have a roster like the Falcons had, for the most part, I was like, no, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there had been talk, you know, somewhere around midseason about Sean McDermott getting the gate in Buffalo. And everybody's, you know, there's this large contingent saying, get rid of him. I'm like, why? <laughs> you know, it's, you know, like, come on. He's been, he's gotten this team to the playoffs year after year after year. And it's like, just let it cook, let it cook. Right now they're boiling, and they broiled a fish on national TV, which was absolutely hilarious to watch. <laughs> Your bills have to say, uh, yeah, I, I congratulated you two separate occasions uh, on Sunday, I believe. Once for actually qualifying for the playoffs, and then the second time for winning the division. Well, you see, the, the trick was we got the bills got in through the back door. You know, basically, another team lost, meaning they got a spot. Right. But what the Bills managed to do by beating Miami was jump up from, I think it would have been sixth to second in the division. Right. It still means they have to play wildcard weekend, but it means they're hosting, and they get the sixth seed. The sixth seed? Now, of course, that's the Steelers. And there's a part of my stomach that's not very happy with that because while the Steelers quarterback is not exactly the second coming of John Elway, <laughs> the problem is their coach, mm. Mike Tomlin, who I have much respect for because the man is a freaking genius. He can make chicken salad out of chicken bleep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's why I'm going, okay, the weather in Buffalo better be nasty. It better be messy. And Rudolph, with his nose so bright, Better not lead the Steelers anywhere that night. <laughs> the the holiday's officially over, you know. <laughs> blame the Steelers for blame the Steelers for for getting a kid named Mason Rudolph on their center. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, 
It's going to be a very interesting wildcard weekend. And, uh, yeah, I, uh, I think I'm going to root for the Bills to two in a way. I, I, I can't think of, uh, well, I guess Baltimore and Mahomes and company got to be the, 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 the leaders. Okay. I'll say something that was in the Buffalo Bills Reddit and they're like, okay, it's Miami going to the chiefs. And somebody said, can they both lose? And I said, only if a meteorite hits the stadium. Oh. Their response was, so you're saying there's a chance. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how the Buffalo Bills fandom thinks of those two teams. <laughs> Should I call NASA for you? Hmm. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, so now we have that. And then, uh, yes, we can look more into some hockey as the hockey season goes and then uh, good old pitchers and catchers after that. Yeah, and apparently the they just released the uh, spring training schedule for, for 2024 and I'm like, boy, baseball's really desperate to stay in the news at this point. Now that, you know, all the big free agents have signed, it's like, okay, crickets until spring training. No, no, no. We got to stay relevant. We got to stay relevant. Or try to at least. ESPN should say that to Pat McAfee. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know. Between him and Mr. Rogers, I don't know who needs to boot harder. It's like, <laughs> yikes, the two of you. <laughs> so it's been big waves around, well, especially around here because uh, uh, it was a local sports writer who actually started uh, stirring the pot of uh, uh, Pat McAfee, I think, and... Uh, this led into all these different uh, things happening uh, in the news. Uh, Pat McAfee, uh, I'm I'm actually a little bit surprised that he survived the weekend uh, with the college football championship. To be honest, I think the only reason he survives is because it would cost too much to get rid of him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like there are probably enough penalty clauses in the contract where it's like, no, we'll just keep him. Mm. We got to deal with them, but we got to keep them. All that says a Ravens 49ers Super Bowl, huh? Now, that would be interesting if only because you'd have Mr. Irrelevant versus Mr. MVP. Because I will say, as far as I'm concerned, I think Lamar has the MVP sewn up. I mean, mm. basically, short again of a meteorite striking. No, he's got it. Oh, yeah. But. You know, that would mean the Bills lose in the AFC Championship. I don't like that script. I'm going to reject it and say, rewrite it and give me a new one. <laughs> uh, so, Extreme Anime Radio podcast motoring into 2024. And one of the things we like to talk about is anime, Japanese culture, and of course, in Neff's case, manga um, and books. Now, I will say a really quick, Neff, before we go into that area. Um, I was able to read a little bit of the book you gave me, a hockey fight in Canada, uh, chapter one, I finished, and it just, uh, kind of laid out the groundwork of all the parties involved in this whole hockey night in Canada. And, and it was very, very interesting, um, to see the arguments about, uh, you know, especially, uh, there was a the perception that, uh, hockey night in Canada was all about either, uh, the Maple Leafs or the Habs. See, the problem was it was all about ratings, right? Mm -hmm. And the problem for the CBC is 
ratings meant money. And even though they are government funded, the government doesn't fund at all. Mm. So they have to make up the shortfall somewhere. Yeah. And so therefore they need the ratings, which gets them the eyeballs and the do- ad dollars, etc. Mm. But the problem was that although it was true that they would get the most ad, ad dollars, etc., the other teams in Canada are going, what about us? Yeah. And to be fair, you know, some of the other teams, honestly, I thought were getting short shrift. A team like Ottawa, as far as I'm concerned, however, can go die in a fire, but that's besides the point. <laughs> Sorry, that's that's my bias sneaking through, folks. But uh, seriously, no, and they actually did, when the New Deal was put in place, change how and when you would see the big two. In fact, they put bigger emphasis on Montreal in the New Deal. So they would end up moving... Uh, Leafs games, which would normally be Saturday to either Fridays or Sundays, or even Mondays, because they wanted to give the the space, the breathing room, you know, to the uh, for the other Canadian teams to shine. Uh-huh. Of course, the Leafs cannot not be in the news. They just recently signed one of their star uh, players, William Nylander, to a ninety-two million dollar contract, eight oh. years, eleven eleven point five million. Oh boy! Meanwhile, he, meanwhile, he's scoring like mad, assists like mad, and he's like, "Sure, we'll get it done. I'm not worried." <laughs> and he's just he's just putting along. And I'm going, "Okay, dude, I don't care how cool you think you are. You just secured the bag for the next eight years, and basically, you know, you're set for life. Your kids are set for life, and their kids are set for life. Oh yeah. And all you're doing is playing hockey." <laughs> but uh, no, it's uh, very interesting, and and I also read about uh, Ramaclean Don Cherry, and well, they 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 were uh, the the cuffs were off, or the gloves were off, and uh, some of these exchanges that I'm reading about. Yeah, and the problem with Mr. Cherry is that I frankly think, at his advanced age at the time, he basically decided, you know what. If you're going to get rid of me, I'm going out in a blaze of glory yeah. or infamy. I don't care which. Mm. Whereas Mr. McLean is more like, can't we all just get along? <laughs> I like the paycheck. <laughs> See, that's his problem. He likes the paycheck too much. Yeah. And when, and you read this in the book, when he eventually got bounced as the main host when Rogers took over yeah. the, the deal, uh, he was replaced by George Stromalopoulos whose main claim to fame was being a music uh, VJ of some renowned. Right. But when it came to, you know, being a presenter for hockey broadcasts. Yeah. You, that's, I know remember something you've told me before, right? Yeah. 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 No, just no. He, again, maybe he's a nice enough chap, but when it came to trying to, you know, present the game we all know and love in Canada, he just didn't cut the mustard. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, no, I'm really looking forward to reading more of the book uh, whenever I get the chance to do so. Uh, but going back to anime and manga, uh, yes, uh, Bree and I uh, this week have started watching, and I'll admit, as I admitted to her, this completely slipped my mind that there was a third season of Uma Musume that has started and ended. So 
We watched the first four episodes of that. Uh, Bree hasn't even watched the entire series, so... Um, but, you know, it was... Um, I think it's simple enough to understand uh, once this started, you know, um, how everything goes, because the premise is always the same. Um, your thoughts, Nev? I'm floored that not only did you not know it had started, that it had ended, that you managed to go through an entire... Miss an entire season of Mumu Masume because I know how much you like that series. I'm going, yeah. How'd that happen? Yeah. No. Um, so I'll just tell you briefly uh, what everybody knows about Uma Musume, uh alternate universe of horse girls. Uh, girls uh, that are, uh, uh, you know, after the horses, the real life horses that, you know, ran in real life. Um, so the main character of Uma Musume season three is Kita-san Black, who is a uh, successful Japanese thoroughbred. And if I tell you anything more about Kita-san Black, that will ruin the series for Brie and anybody else who hasn't watched it. Why? Because the results of these races that the horse girls are running in are based off of the actual real life, real life results of the horses. So if somebody were to, in fact, you know, do a little digging, yeah, they'd end up spoiled. Uh -huh. Exactly, yeah. Uh, but it was nice uh, to see also um, a lot of uh, recurring characters from the first two seasons, uh, those being Special Week, who was the main character of season one, and Tokai Teo, um, main character of season two and a lot of their supporting characters and also many other random characters um, as well. So um, it was uh, very cool to see that so far. And uh, it seems like this is a, a, a series that's going at a m much faster pace compared to the other two, um, just uh, because Kita-san's uh, um, black... Um, Kitasan Black's racing history. I'm trying to phrase it well so I don't let anything slip. Um, Kitasan Black's racing history is so long that I think they're trying to compress some more of the horses' events into the story of the anime series. I I, I almost groaned when you said. It's, it has a faster pace. Ah. Horse racing. I'm going, oh, God, that's a me. You pulled a <laughs> me without realizing it. But uh, two things, uh, two caveats out of this. Number one, we still don't have the Uma Musume uh, online uh, game translated into English. Uh, the one that's so popular, uh, pay-to-play gotcha game in Japan, one of the most popular online games over there these days. And number two, as I just learned, and this is an announcement that was made sometime last year, which I also missed, because I don't think I've brought this up. There is going to be an Uma Musume Pretty Derby Party Dash game for the Nintendo Switch to PlayStation 4 and Steam, which will be released in English, coming out this year sometime. Hmm. Interesting. I'm also surprised they would use the PS4 as the platform. Yeah. And you know, I'm actually surprised Sony isn't unhappy about that. Right. It's, uh, 
It's gonna be a, uh... One of those, uh, 2D pixelated games where the, uh, contestants are running in, uh... Uh... Several uh, big events, not just races, though, but also some other games that you participate in, like uh, uh, like a basketball type game, a dodgeball type game, and uh, uh, like an overcooked style uh, game as well. So uh, there is a website for this, and they say it's going to be released sometime this year, although I did not see a date for that. But uh, that's going to be the closest we can get uh, unless uh, we want to take the route like I tried unsuccessfully uh, during the COVID era of just uh, downloading a Bluetooth or um, uh, Android emulator and trying to play the game and not understanding anything really that's going on because my Japanese isn't perfect. Well, here's here's hoping that the translation is faithful and the game is fun. Yeah, I think it's going to be more fun game than kind of story driven. That's what it seems to mm. me. Well, I was going to say you, you want at least a fun game out of this because a lot of these, you know, tie in games like they just, you know, it's the characters and there's no story or it's so thin it may as well be paper. All right. Uh, I just, uh, let's see. What's Liz saying? The Chainsaw Man is getting a movie instead of a second season. I have not seen Chainsaw Man. You know what? I, I'll be honest with you. I, I, people are telling me to watch it. I'm just looking at it and I'm going, I don't know. This doesn't look like something I would get much from. <laughs> but, you know, I've been wrong before. I mean, I'm watching uh, the new Chainsaw Soldier. And after one episode, I'm going... If there was there was hype about this being uncensored, and I'm going, to be honest, no, nothing here yet. I mean, there mm. might be something down the road where I'm going, okay, uh -huh. that's why you market it as uncensored. But frankly, the only thing I can tell you right now from the first episode is that they use CGI graphics, frankly, I think inappropriately because the big battle scene is just one big CGI blob. And trying to follow it, I I almost got I almost got motion sick. I'm like, mm. that makes no sense. You know? uh, uh, I'm kind of reading the synopsis a little bit now. It kind of looks uh, like a uh, um sort of a s superhero with chainsaws. <laughs> mm, a rather cutting anime, apparently. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, okay, call this is something in the channel that actually I ran across uh, in another Discord where um, there was a story about an internet-connected wrench. Huh. And my first response to an internet-connected wrench was, why would you need internet for a wrench? Unless you're trying to, play uh, trying to learn virtual dodgeball. For those of you who don't know the reference, the movie Dodgeball, where they were throwing uh, oh. real life wrenches at people to, you know, try to train their reflexes. <laughs> I th yeah, oh, man. I think I think I saw Dodgeball once, and I vaguely remember. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like well, I said, I I ended up watching that um, one one Christmas Eve day before we shut down for the holiday at work, and it was just sort of like <laughs> it's an interesting way to pass the time. But wow. <laughs> wow 
Um, what else is going on in your neck of the woods for anime manga? I, uh, I've been, uh, trying to look up more about this hydroplane racing manga and anime, and apparently neither of them have officially been released. These are shows that I think are like eight years old or something like that. Mm, some of the shows that never got picked up because, you know, when they tried to sell them to other, other countries, it was like hydroplaning. Yes. No. I think, I think the anime, if I read the information correctly, was sold to the Philippines. But uh, that's, that's about it. And uh, you go to one of these uh, underground websites, uh, you either get uh, no subtitles or a subtitling that was completely and absolutely incorrect. It makes it unwatchable. Mm. Well, that, that's a problem where, you know, again, it's like, okay, because sometimes what they do is auto-translate, which leads me into a bit of a rant here, because uh, apparently there is uh, at least one company that is trying to use machine translation. Yeah, we talked about this to, before, yeah. right? Yeah, it's like, like no. <laughs> any it's, any it's updates a, on that? Uh, at this point, no. Apparently, it blew up, and everybody's, at least the ones who are trying to get away with this, are like trying to backpedal and scramble and yow. Sort of like the SAG After thing, where apparently now, uh, instead of saying no to voice actors, you know, being potentially replaced by AI copies of themselves, uh, apparently the SAG After leadership is embracing this. Mm. And I'm going, you're trying to put your members out of business that 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 doesn't make sense to me why would they want to embrace that i wonder i i to be honest with you i i saw the story i started reading it and i just got distracted and i lost the story and i'm going that makes no sense to me i'm like no if anything you're going no you're not using my voice after i'm gone when i'm gone i'm gone yeah you know, you're not going to use it to create new content period end of story end of conversation but it's mm. it's uh it's a big topic right now and uh about artificial intelligence and you watch some of these youtube videos that pop up on our feed from time to time and they sound like human beings but they're not and then you kind of want to listen to it a second time to like you know wh where can i catch that moment where there's a mistake Oh, yeah. So there's one of these videos that I saw recently about tips in Japan. A lot of people do this. And the guy talking was mentioning something about the junior pass instead of the JR pass. Oops. <laughs> Technology is not your friend. No. <laughs> so, um, I that's my little gripe for the week, just not finding any material still about that particular hydroplane anime. That's, uh, that's an anime based on the sport of hydroplane racing or boat racing, which is a sport I think I mentioned before you can actually bet on just like horse racing. Well, when you say bet on, uh, I'm sorry. Basically, in this neck of the woods, you can basically bet on anything as long as the government 
you know, is getting their cut. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just getting, it's just getting stupid. <laughs> uh, but no, um, go to the question now of uh, what's in your manga book these days. Uh, the latest volume of Call Me Can Communicate has just come out. Oh, cool. And it's going to be interesting because uh, I just started reading and um, Tadano is being invited to a hot springs by Comey's father. Ooh, boy, the one that's silent. Yeah, except he, the, the father is calling on the phone. And the speech bubble is there and I can almost hear him in the monotone, want to go to a spa? And towards Tadano <laughs> going, if I say no, I'm dead. If I say yes, I might be dead. I'm probably dead. Oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah, but, but he does like it. You know, he told me, Kobe's father does like him. It's just that he's very socially awkward, much like his daughter. Yeah. So he's, he's very much the tacturn type of father. Ah. Uh-huh. Which which can scare which can scare most suitors off, you know, a mile running. But apparently, Tadano is very immune to that. Uh. Now, Comey's mother and her antics, he kind of sweats a little at that. Right. Is there any any word on uh, when the anime's coming out? If an anime's coming out, I can't remember when we talked about it. I there has not been any any talk anymore about a third season. And this is one of those anime where, or, or yeah, a movie would not work. So, unless something happens soonish, it might the window might have closed. Yeah, I mean, the the talk is that the the manga itself probably has maybe a year, maybe a year and a half, because right now they're in the third year of junior high school uh. or junior high, and they think that after they you know graduate from there, that'll be the end of it, right? Right whether or not she's made 100 friends, but since that was the goal to start of the series, I'm pretty sure she'll make the number. Right. Yeah, it'd be uh, something. It kind of makes me want to look into the manga myself if I know that the anime is not coming out anytime soon. Yeah, I, I will say, though, you'll have a very difficult time of it because... All the minor characters that pop in and out just to get closer and closer to that hundred. Like some of them are very memorable and some of them are literally ciphers, like in and out. You never see them again. Yeah. But you know, so things are getting interesting. And like I said, uh arrival is supposed to arrive, mm. you know, and I'm going, I don't know if it'll be this book or the next one. Because the chapters see, there's a bunch of chapters on the Viz manga app that aren't there yet. Uh-huh. They say they're coming soon. I right. think it's because they want to buy, you to buy the manga, then they'll release the chapters. Okay. But the problem is, it's like it's like this one major character, which is going to you know change the dynamic a little bit. Right. She's a bit interesting. Mm. That's all I'll say. All right. Uh, a lot of uh, things to look forward to in 2024. Anything you're looking forward to, Neff, as far as uh, anything related to Japan? Hmm. Well, honestly, I can't think of anything offhand, although there is that anime coming um, based on that manga that you had. You gave me the title of it, and of course it slipped my mind now, of that, of that older couple. Oh, that yeah. That's rejuvenated. 
Yeah. That one is coming in April, and I want to see that because that sounds like I said, the manga itself is hilarious. Okay. Because this is a couple in their 80s, I want to say, that somehow get blasted back to their 20s. Yeah. At least physically. Mentally, they're still in their 80s. So you can imagine if suddenly, you know, uh, you have, you know, all your all your facilities back, etc. But all your knowledge. Nissan Basan Wakagairu. Oh, there. Thank you. That's it. Not, uh, and you disappeared when I changed the windows there. Uh, yes, uh, has not officially been licensed yet. So it'll be a question of who does, although I would lay folding money. It'll probably be Crunchyroll. Uh, I, I can't see that as being a high dive type show. Right, right. Not when high dive is licensing things like Change Soldier. No, that would be too much of a whiplash. <laughs> I uh, I have my high dive. I I rarely look at high dive these days, but uh, my uh, I just love it when my high dive annual subscription gets renewed without notice. You know what? They're supposed to now. How are you? How are you getting annual? You renewal? No, but how is it through PayPal or uh, no credit card? Ah, uh, see. I'm doing it through uh, PayPal, and I get a notification when they're they're about to do it. I see. They're from PayPal. So, yeah. I guess so, PayPal gives you more of a heads up than the actual companies do. Yeah, sometimes that, that seems to be the case. I mean, Apple's usually pretty good about saying, "Hey, you know, you've got yeah, this I subscription that. coming up that uh, is coming up," and sometimes I'm like, "I could really dump this subscription," but then again, I'm like. Yeah, but I do use this app on occasion, so I do want to throw them, you know, a few bucks. Right, right. Especially, especially something like Carrot Weather, which has saved me more times than I care to admit. <laughs> nah. Because the Canadian, the Canadian equivalent, the Canadian equivalent uh, by the Weather Network, it sucks in comparison. <laughs> uh, I meant to. Uh... Do a little bit of a taste test, and perhaps this is a good time to do it because we're getting close to the top of the hour. We haven't done this in a while, but I thought I'd bring out a couple of things from a recent snack box. I'm foregoing on the next few snack boxes because I just made a big order from the Boxu Boutique. Um, Boxu, one of the uh, companies who sends boxes out every month, uh, they also have an online store which you can order stuff a la carte. So I ended up ordering, uh, um, there was, um, there's a Nagoya snack, which is, I, I want to say it's a little donut, uh, um, bread thing, little pa not, a, not a pastry, but it's like a, um, it's a, it's a soaked like donut, small, and it has, um, butter and, uh, red bean paste. Oh my goodness. Hmm. <laughs> do you know if they ship to Canada by chance? They probably do, yes. Um, although I ended up going for the $150 free shipping minimum. Otherwise, I think uh, it would have been a waste uh, considering that what they wanted to charge me for shipping in the first place. So I ended up ordering a lot of extra stuff, and I think I'm going to be set... For a while, for so a while. I'm for gonna forego the next few boxes. 
But um, this is something actually I got from the Sakurako box uh, from their holiday box. This is a Hokkaido butter cookie. So I wonder if it's any better than the uh, the the Dutch cookies we get in the in the blue tins. Hmm. Sounds suspiciously like something like Mama Canuck would have baked me for Christmas. <laughs> so kind of look like it's a flat cookie. Looks like this, and it's butter. And uh, as per usual, um, our different rankings are blech, uh, meh, eh, yay, woohoo, in ascending order, from bad to good. So we're going to give this a shot now. Mm. Oh, woohoo. Oh, that was quick. Tastes exactly like a Dutch butter cookie, only thin. Because most of the Dutch butter cookies I've had, they're quite thick and, you know. No. This is actually very good. So, um, after I rinse my mouth out a little bit, I'm going to try something that was very peculiar that came in the box. Uh, are you familiar with, uh, have you had Daifuku Nep? That, so that sounds familiar, but I don't know why. So the mochi balls that have the, the bean paste inside, those are daifuku. Okay, yes, I've had those. Okay, so this bag has daifuku from Okinawa. Okinawan salt daifuku. Okay. So it's salt mochi, and they're individually packaged, which is a good thing. Salt mochi, and then inside is the red bean paste. Hmm. So we're going to give this a shot. Glutinous, like you would expect from mochi. I just pop this in one bite. Okay. He's chewing. He's making a face that's kind of surprised. I am surprised, because I can feel like the saltiness all over the thing. I'm going to give this uh oh man, somewhere between a yay and an eh, so I'll give it like a, uh, yeah, like a two, and, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like a two and a half, three and a half on the scale, something like that. It's not mm. too bad. I mean, maybe I could have one more of these, but I'm not sure if the saltiness goes well uh, with the what, the sweet that you expect from a daifuku, I would think. Yeah, that that's always an interesting combination when you throw sea salt or any salt on a sweet uh, thing that's normally sweet. I mean, uh, for example, uh, lint, they have various uh, styles of their, uh, of their uh, chocolate ba uh, balls, and <laughs> one of them is sea salt. Mm. One or two is good. Eat more than that, and the salt just coats yeah. your tongue. It just yeah kills it. I, I when I go to a lint store, my my favorite uh, my favorite part of the lint store is the rejected chocolate section where everything's like half off. Well, actually, we have an outlet uh, in the next town over, a lint outlet, where basically. You can just fill a bag, 
and they weigh it and away you go. Wow. So, and they have like about last time I was there was about 10 different varieties. And not not the not all the varieties you see in the store. These are varieties that you rarely see in the store. Like for example, mint. Um I think there was one pumpkin. Interesting. Which, I don't know. It might be okay. I don't know. But, <laughs> yeah. The, the sea salt ones are good in small, small doses. Right, right. Well, uh, I I might have one more of these as we do the Ace Attorney stream. I don't know. Uh, I may try to go for another nibbly behind the scenes. But uh, the podcast comes to an end. Uh, season 9, Episode 1. Uh, how do you feel, Neff? Uh, us getting older and uh, starting our fifth year doing the podcast because we started uh, in the beginning of 2020 uh, before something called COVID came along and we were talking about, oh yeah, everything will be fine. Yeah, that's, it's amazing to think that we started, the world was normal. Not so much anymore. Yeah. (laughs) So... Uh, any words uh, you like to share as we start season nine? Anything else on your mind? Well, uh, once again, I hope that you know you all enjoy what we do. We do it out of a labor of love. And again, I must thank JR for allowing me to vent and spleen. You know, during during these things, and say all the all the odd things that come into my head. You know, with the lack of you know snow on the roof, as they say. Uh, <laughs> The, the the hot air tends to want to rise and tends to want to get out. <laughs> and uh, I hope you all hope you all stick around with us and uh, see what goes on. Yes, for sure. Um, now that I'm out of uh, jury duty, um, I was gonna do uh, try to do uh, another project with Mischievous Duck Cosplay, one of the newest people who works with us um, and collaborates with us uh, with the cosplay of our moth scout sarah and umami we had her on the podcast uh a a little bit back um she has gotten some snacks uh from japan uh that we are going to be uh uh discovering with her if you will so we're going to hopefully bring her on uh maybe in the coming week or two uh, depending on when our schedules match uh so that you can uh see uh, her reactions to what she's enjoying with some of these Japanese snacks. Um, but, uh, yes, other than that, uh, we have our Ace Attorney stream coming up, uh, right after our podcast tonight. Um, if you're watching us live, uh, expect the podcast to be, um, coming out sometime this weekend. I want to see if maybe we can get a new theme song to the podcast, uh, I've been sharing some samples with Neff and Liz and a few others. Uh, so, um, yes, uh, we're still in a little bit of discovery phase, if you will. Yes, because we want to make sure that it's an enjoyable theme and one that we can actually use without, you know, getting copyright struck. Yes. Well, there are some we can actually uh, acquire by by purchasing a license one of the places we've been going and looking is a place called nash music library and as long as you purchase the track outright you have pretty much carte blanche uh use it any way you want and even if you get flagged uh you could also uh 
you could let them know and they'll help, help uh, wave the uh, the strike. So that is a good thing. The only thing is I'm not sure if we could use the tracks on Twitch, but I think we can use them anywhere else, including YouTube and the podcast. So uh, just a little bit of a wrinkle, but uh, shouldn't stop us from... Uh, We've used them actually for a few uh, YouTube projects before, which were per uh, pretty cool. Uh, so uh, the main, main things are in the lyrics that we're looking at for songs. There are some good songs, but then you listen to the lyrics in Japanese and you translate them and you're like, huh? Not what we're looking for. Yeah, that's that happens from time to time when you're going from one language to another. <laughs> so we'll deal with that and hopefully get you something by the weekend and uh, in the meantime uh, we have to do closing commentary so I'll let Neff do that right now if you have any questions, concerns compliments or complaints about this podcast or one of our Twitch streams drop us a line at extremeanimeradio at gmail.com or hit us up on social media to do that go to linktree.com forward slash anime radio there you'll find links to our Facebook account our X account our Instagram account, our Twitch server, uh, our you, uh, our Discord server, rather, and uh, our YouTube channel, as well as the archive versions of this podcast, which are available at anchor.fm, anime radio, or your favorite podcasting platform. I know sometimes when we, uh, when we talk, we kind of go in various different directions, uh, but that's, I think, one of the cool things about uh, what we do is that we just kind of speak our minds, sort of like what Neff uh, mentioned earlier. Yes, I, I like to say I speak my mind and people, you know, run away screaming or, you know, run for the whistle bats. <laughs> See, JR, there's nothing wrong with what JR says. He is completely fine. I'm the loose cannon. Oh, okay. <laughs> As I like to say, it's the joy of being the second banana. All the, all the appeal. Oh... <laughs> And I think we'll end it at... Yeah, exactly. For Neff, I'm JR. Thank you for watching and listening. And remember, keep on looking up the Extreme Mario Twitch streams. And don't forget, archive versions of this podcast are available at anchor.fm forward slash anime radio. Good night, everybody. Good night. See you next time. <laughs>